0: Inside Sources.
1: Inside Inside Sources.
0: Where KSL offers you talk deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Marty Carpenter in for Boyd Matheson today on a gloomy Friday, but lots of good stuff in the news that we're talking about today. And I don't know, I say gloomy Friday. I I woke up, it feels like the last week or so, uh, it's the same outside all day, every day. It's kind of gray and you never know what time it is. You can kind of look up and go, is it already three in the afternoon? Cause it's so gray. But those gray days have not just been gray days as they have been for the past several years. And really probably for winter time throughout all of time here in Utah, but they've brought snow and that's generally a good thing. Uh, you know, I think we're getting to that point where we say uh, I, I've, I come down on both sides of this. I, I join in the praying for uh, increased snow. So we have water uh, but that does not mean that when I wake up and see two or three more inches of it on my driveway that I just cleared off that I don't think I got a shovel again. Uh, but we're having a really good snow year, and I want to talk about what that means for our overall water situation. And we're joined today by Gene Shawcroft, who has one of the coolest titles, I think. He's Utah's River Commissioner. I think that's a great title. Uh, Gene Shawcroft, also the head of the uh, Colorado River Authority of Utah. Uh, Gene, how are you today? And thanks for spending some time with us.
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Marty. Happy to be with you. And by the way, I will never apologize for having people shovel snow. Sorry. Okay.
0: Was gonna, that was my first question to you is like, even as the river commissioner, and even knowing we need the water, when you have to grab that shovel, do you ever think, I got a shovel again? Or you just got that smile on your face even while you're shoveling?
1: Well, this year, fortunately, at least along the Wasatch Front, we've been able to uh, get the precip, and most of that's come in the form of rain, and then we've got the snow in the mountains. So um, one of our weather folks recently coined those designer storms, and we love them.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that, that we hear a lot right now is like, okay, you've had a 20-year drought. You're not going to fix it in a single wet winter. But can you maybe help our audience understand uh, how much progress we're making this year? And, and like, how good is the news? Let's start with the good news. How good is it that we've had this kind of a winter?
1: Okay, great. Marty, thanks. Let me just share, first of all, uh, one of the things that happens throughout the state is we have uh, equipment that actually measures how much water is in the snow, and we call that snow water equivalent. The amount of snow really doesn't make that much difference. What makes a difference is how much water is in that snow. And this year, across the state, um, looking at numbers this morning, we're between 146 percent of normal to as high as 200. And 33 percent of normal. So what that means is, uh, on a normal January 27th, we've got at least 146 percent more moisture, more water in that snow than we have on a typical year um, on June or on January 27th.
0: So that that makes a big difference along the Wasatch Front, and that's that's kind of one of the questions I wanted to get at is. You know you, you deal with water generally, but also specifically to the Colorado River. So does snow in you know, snow along the Wasatch front, snow in the mountains that I can see from my house in Kaysville, does that help the Colorado River side, and does that water how much of that water ultimately gets to, say, you know Lake Powell:
1: uh, the water that that falls along the Wasatch front does not make it to Lake Powell that water ultimately ends up in the Great Salt Lake, and we all know that there's some challenges there, so the, the water along the Wasatch Front does an incredible job with um, helping the Great Salt Lake. As far as the Lake Powell situation is concerned, um, right now the snowpack in the entire Colorado River drainage, in other words, everything that drains into Lake Powell is about at 132% of normal, and that um, those who make projections indicate that we'll have about a normal runoff. Because it's been so dry in the past, we're going to have to have more snow than normal in order to equal a normal runoff. Um, the, the challenge, there are always challenges in the water world, but one of the things that we're concerned about is the fact that the last two years we've had a, a decent snowpack, But then we end up with a six-week period, either in January or February or March, both years, where Mother Nature's just shut the faucet off. And we have had no no snow at all. Now, we're significantly better this year than we've been the last two. So our hope is that Mother Nature continues, sorry, to force us to shovel snow. And there is no way we're going to make up all that water in one year. Uh, Lake Powell, for example is down about 176 feet. And <clears throat> based on the most probable projection, what the, the most anticipated runoff is, that would add about 35 to 40 feet to the reservoir. So it helps a lot, but it doesn't even, it doesn't come anywhere close to getting us back to a, lake, a full lake pal.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids...
0: But only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness.
1: I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. Follow the letter
0: at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So when you talk about, you've, you've mentioned a couple things that I think are interesting parts of the water calculation. One being that like a foot of snow does not equal a foot of water, right? Because there's a bunch, it's, Correct. it's essentially frozen water that's got a lot of poofy air inside of it. And so when you melt right. that down, it's less. And then the other is the runoff part. And if I am if I understand what you're saying correctly there, Gene, it's uh, the the ground here is really dry because it's been in drought for a long time. And so when we have a lot of, snow or or water whatever that that we're putting on it it's a dry sponge first that's got to soak up some water in the ground before it lets a bunch of it you know it doesn't all just run downstream it gets soaked up into the ground is that the right way to think about that
1: you you are spot on marty that is exactly right the ground the ground takes what it needs first until it's full until it's saturated and then it, and then the the runoff, the snow that melts, instead of soaking in the ground, runs into the streams. And another question mark that we always have this time of year is, how is the spring going to come? Is it going to be hot quickly? Is it going to cool slow? Is it going to gradually warm up? And if it's hot immediately, then a lot of that snow melts quickly and hits the rivers and runs into the reservoirs and... and uh, Provide storage. If we get a very cool uh, spring and the snow melts slower, then we don't get as much runoff into the reservoirs just because the water comes slower and it doesn't come in that big blast that allows us to catch it in the reservoir. So how Mother Nature uh, melts the snow is also very critical for us.
0: Well, it sounds like we should all just... uh... Smile and shovel snow as long as it will drop. And if we get a rainy spring, we should just be super happy about that. And don't, uh, don't switch those uh, uh, prayers <laughs> to be, don't send us snow. <laughs> just keep sending us snow. They should be gratitude, not so much uh, trying to turn the faucet off.
1: You're exactly right. We believe that, that we will be able to fill some of the smaller reservoirs. Um, starvation out near Duchesne will likely fill. Uh, there's a pretty good possibility of filling both Deer Creek and Jordan But, again, that depends on how it comes off and how much snow we get between now and then. But, again, um, with the water guy on the line, Marty, you're never going to ask me to to turn the the spigot off. It's always uh, we can use more, particularly to help us through this 20-year drought we've experienced.
0: All right. Well, I I will tell you this. I will have a good attitude about it, but I reserve the right to send my three sons out to shovel the (laughs) snow instead of me. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. All if right. you can find a neighbor neighbor with a snowblower, that's even better.
0: Even better. All right, uh, Gene Shawcroft is the uh, river commissioner for the state of Utah. He heads up the Colorado River Authority of Utah. Gene, th- thanks so much for sharing your insight on this, helping us understand uh, where we are in our water situation, and you know why we should just keep being happy to keep seeing that snow coming. It looks like you're going to get your wish, and, and I'm on I'm on team snow now as well.
1: Good deal. Way to go. Always happy to talk water, Marty. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Gene Shawcroft from the Colorado River Authority of Utah. When we come back on Inside Sources, we're going to talk to the Speaker of the House, Brad Wilson. He joins us to talk a little bit about some of the legislation that's already moved through and what's coming up in the next week or so for the House of Representatives.